The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey guys, it's Naylor. If you wanted another way to show your support for the LCR Media Podcast, I put together some merch just for the LCR Media Podcast's exclusive hoodies, stickers, and some other merchandise that you can check out in the show notes. You can also go on the YouTube channel at LCR and see the visuals underneath any video that you play. You can see exactly what this merchandise looks like. So go ahead and check that out if you want us to show support for the show. I definitely appreciate you listening, leaving those five-star rating reviews, and additionally, maybe picking up some gear. Thanks, guys. Here we go. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro, and on the phone today, we have none other than Michael Bedell with Bedell Property Management. How's it going, Mike? Or Michael? Oh. Uh, can I call you Mike? <laughs> I don't you know, can I know call you me long Mike. enough. <laughs> yeah, Mike. Michael's fine. It's uh, uh, fine either way. I, I respond to both. So. Yeah, well, I know some people are a little particular. You know, they want to. They, they, you know, it's like I, I was named Matthew for a reason. You know, and they want to be called Matthew, not Matt. You know, so I just want to be respectful of that. And I just accidentally uh, said Mike. So, whoop! Hold on a second. I don't think I ever called you Mike before. So, <laughs> <laughs> you have to be careful about those things yeah. uh, these days. People uh, take their pronouns and, and yes. what they desire to be addressed as very seriously. Uh, uh, you know, sometimes almost maybe maybe a little too seriously but either way it's uh you know their freedom to do so right. so uh but no I'm, I'm pretty chill you can call me mike michael it's, it's all good <laughs> that's good cool all right i don't want to get off on that on a bad note so how, how are you how are things going good honestly i'm i'm doing great uh you know i'm lucky to be be healthy and, and and good in those regards, uh, especially after the wild year we've just had. But uh, no, things things are great. Business is good. Uh, we've had some beautiful weather the past couple days. Uh, a little bit of rain here and there, but uh, um, no, it's honestly things things are, are are very good. I'm I'm honestly feeling very blessed right now. That's awesome. Well, hey, yeah. for for those that haven't ever heard, you know your story on another podcast. I know you've been on the Fullerton Unfiltered podcast with Brian Fullerton and uh, the Green Industry podcast with Paul Jameson. Um, and, and I'm sure you've just told your story in a lot of other areas. But why don't you go ahead for any listeners that are, are hearing about you for the first time, meeting you for the first time on this podcast, just kind of give everyone a, a rundown, your, your origin story of, you know, who you are, where you started, what do you do and, and where are you at now? Yeah, absolutely. So like so many people in our industry, I started off as the neighborhood lawn kid, just mowing neighbors' lawns. And then once I got my driver's license, loading the uh, uh, push mower into the back of the pickup truck that I uh, was lucky enough to purchase when I was 16 and uh, uh, was able to do some family friends. And, and sometimes that meant maybe choosing their mower and uh, um I spent some time as a musician there, but uh, never really stopped doing the company and actually saw a great opportunity in it to the point where I went and uh, got a couple degrees, one in ornamental horticulture and another in landscape design and used that as a platform to establish my business, Bedell Property Management here in Southeast Michigan. And uh, um, I've kind of ridden the wave, done different things, uh, you know, read 
uh, ran through the uh, recession that we had, uh, you know, when I was starting the business uh, um, formally a few years later, obviously uh, in Michigan, we were hit pretty bad by the 2008 recession. And so I was able to ride through that and uh, um, have uh, figured out exactly kind of what our niche is over the 16 years of doing this. Uh, and uh, in turn, uh, um, the past couple years have really been uh, capitalizing on exactly what our specialties are and and servicing the client that's the best fit for us. And um, I'm sure we can chat a little bit more about that the rest of this podcast. But uh, that's basically uh, uh, where I've come from and kind of where we are today. So nice. Th- did you say you were a musician at one point? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I was uh, uh, doing another interview a couple months ago, and somehow it got brought up that uh, uh, most people that knew me from my my childhood or public school days uh, really knew me as Mike the Musician. In fact, that's how I actually uh, met my girlfriend. Uh, uh, We were friends for many years before uh, uh, we started dating, but we met at like a uh, uh, band camp that's not like like Mark marching band camp like the, the movie American yeah. Pie but more was like uh, you could well, like I actually my school district awarded me a scholarship to go to this uh, two week uh, stay away camp uh, uh, over on the west side of Michigan called Blue Lake Fine Arts Camp and uh, um, it's basically like an intensive music study uh, with a couple concert performances uh, yeah I did anything from, from obviously that formal classical training to uh, being a, a rock musician, if you will, for wow. a little while and getting to, to tour around and have some cool studio experiences. But uh, ultimately, uh, the learning experience I had in that is uh, it's a fun life, but uh, you're always at the... Uh, um, how do I put this? Yeah, you, 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 it's hard to have full control of your destiny. You're you're relying on the decision making of others uh, yeah. in that industry uh, immensely, and uh, um, in turn, like even if you go way up the ladder and think of some of the successful people that many of us probably could name off the top of our head, uh, um, while they probably have more control, it's still only so much. And, yeah. There's labels and managers and on and on and on. And uh, uh, in turn, I, I kind of saw that uh, if I wanted to be truly in charge of my own destiny, this landscaping thing uh, was probably going to be the better choice uh, uh, in terms of like financial stability and, you know, not uh, being old gray and, and the the a typical broke musician that many of us can kind of picture in our yeah. heads. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely had, had a lot of fun doing that, and, you know, probably uh, not as often as I like, but still uh, I get a chance to, to play a little music now and then uh, uh, down in the basement uh, when <laughs> I uh, get a chance. Yeah. We're, we're all the best bands start right in the basements. <laughs> that's, that's right. And then, you know, a lot of people return back to uh, yeah. it's, uh, where the fun starts and for a lot of people where the fun ends. And yeah. honestly, depending who you ask, that might be the fun way to do it. Uh, a lot more expectation comes with a lot of the fun things people truly think they want to go do in that industry. Yeah. So. Well, that's, that's, that's very interesting. Um, what, 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 uh, instruments did you play? Um, well, I started off, uh, gosh, as a kid, even taking piano lessons, but then, uh, um, so I, that did that kind of on and off. And then, um, I was a percussionist and that's when I uh, was getting those scholarships. Uh, and, uh, then I went to high school and my freshman year of high school, there was like 23 percussionists and it, we went, I was a pretty big high school, but it was still like, I was just like, wow. So I'm not really going to get to play on very many songs. Like there's only so many percussion parts in a classical music song. And so I went to the band director and I was like, Hey, 
what do you need? Like, what's what's an instrument that you don't have enough of? You clearly don't need any more percussionists. You have 23 of us. And he had, like, three trombone players. And he goes, yeah, you want to learn how to play the trombone? And I go, yeah, sounds good. So I played the trombone a little bit. Uh, I, I learned a little bit of a cello piece so that uh, – uh, I could get a uh, uh, symphony orchestra through a concert once. Uh, <laughs> I was in vocal music, and then um, I played the guitar and bass in a handful of different rock bands. So uh, it's uh, it was just kind of something that uh, I have a lot of musicians in my lineage, and especially my mom's side of the family. So I guess I genetically uh, ha- have that kind of gift, if you will, where uh, I'm not going to say I'm like the best musician ever, but in terms of picking things up and having a pretty good ear, I yeah. I do all right. Yeah. Well, I, I know how challenging it is for sure. I mean, I have two children. You know, my daughter was in band because that was just like one of the options, like art, drama, band, music, like back in like middle school. And then she just continued that into high school and then went into marching band. And for her, it was more of like a fun social thing. And, you know, she liked she liked it, but it wasn't like she loved it and where, where like, you know, she wouldn't do it at home or practice. You know, she, she just did what she had to do to be a part of, you know, the band and all that, where my son, he just like it like loves music like he literally just like will play music on anything every and you know anytime like he's a percussionist also so he just uh but but when we in middle school you, you go to you know a special night where you try out all the different instruments to find out like what you want to play or what you can play in middle school and he played everything all the different instruments and you you know i'm talking about like it's it's hard to for some for most people it's hard to make sound out of everything you know like out of brass or this or that you know all the different things and he, he was able to play every single thing and when he got to the end you know the the high school band director that was helping out that they was like oh you're one of those kids huh he's like all right well so what do you want to play you know and he's trying to get him to play the trombone and stuff too so that he could be ready for high school because he apparently i guess that's a thing there's not a lot of people playing trombone in general so he was trying to recruit him there and the middle school teacher's like all right well you've been recommended by every single um instrument by every teacher so what do you what do you want to play and he He's like a uh, percussion. She's like, all right, get just get get to the to the back over there with the rest of the percussionists, and we'll 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 figure it out. But yeah, he so so he just like like loves it, you know. So it was kind of it's kind of one of those things. He hears songs and then he tries to sound it out and play it on the piano and just like bust out all these like Marvel, you know, Avenger theme songs and all these stuff and watches on YouTube and just memorizes it all. And so now he's got to really rein it in. But but yeah, it, it's totally um, not. My point is, it's not something that everyone can just pick up on. Not everyone one you know loves you know the music and has an ear for it as you say so uh for sure that is a very unique um trait and ability and and one to be proud of so that's that is definitely awesome to know about all that and that makes you a more well-rounded person there mike (laughs) exactly yeah there you go yeah uh it's uh it's it's something fun it's uh you know i uh I'll only probably do landscaping for so long, you know, our bodies only last so long and so on and so forth. But uh, my musical ability, it's kind of like riding a bike. You, you, uh, you know, you can be a little rusty, but you don't lose it. So uh, uh, it's something that, uh, you know, as I do less of this as I get older and grayer, I'm looking forward to being the old guy sitting on a dock somewhere playing the guitar. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I can picture that totally, totally picture that. Yeah. So let's, um, let's go ahead and transition into landscaping since that's, you know, the majority of what, what this podcast is about and, you know, kind of dig into your business a little bit and focus on, I want to talk about employees and uh, your workflow uh, for your business and just Uh, more specifically the different services and everything that you offer as well right after we take a short break kanabi outdoor power and terry's small engine are family owned and operated and conveniently located in midlothian virginia they can provide you with the latest and best in outdoor power products to make your outdoor living more enjoyable combine this wide array of selections with their friendly and knowledgeable staff And they're convinced Kanabi Outdoor Power and Terry's Small Engine will become your only stop for all of your outdoor power needs. Go to terrysmallenginerepair.com or click the link in the show notes for locations and more details. 
Do you want to save time and energy while increasing profits? Make your truck do the work with TruckMate. TruckMate attaches to any standard pickup truck hitch with no modifications. Remove the tailgate and turn your truck into a material dispensing monster. With the push of a button, you can pull material like mulch, stone, and topsoil from the truck bed and convey it in either direction directly into a wheelbarrow in seconds. Now you can have one man take one truck to knock out some of the small jobs in no time. The conveyor can also be removed from the tarp roller, allowing you to unload any material right onto the ground. This could be handy for dumping debris or firewood deliveries. TruckMate can pull more weight than even your truck can hold. Plus, you can still attach a plate-mounted hitch to pull a trailer if needed. Think of all the year-round uses for this truck attachment to make your business more productive and save your back in the process. This is perfect for small residential lawn and landscape businesses. Head over to mulchmateusa.com and save $400 on TruckMate with the promo code LCR. And of course, the link will be in the show notes. LCR not only uses the TruckMate, but he gives it his highest endorsement. All right, we're back with Michael Bedell, and he was just about to start, or I was just about to ask, so we could start digging into his landscaping uh, business and his experience with that. We just got done talking about his musician uh, life and all of the, his musical talents and everything, so that's definitely interesting and makes him a well-rounded individual. Um, but, Michael, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about your landscaping business. What what services do you currently offer, and, and like how big is your business? Like, I guess maybe how many... How many employees or crews, trucks and trailers type thing? Just I think that more encompasses for people versus, oh, how many accounts do you have and what size? Like that gets a little sloppy. I think it's I think people can really focus when it's like how many employees, how many trucks and trailers type thing. And then what services do you offer with that setup? Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a great question. That's uh it's something that's uh, definitely evolved in our business. So uh, um, when I started out, it was a lot of just maintenance services that we continue to provide today. So lawn mowing and, and pruning and weeding and mulching. Um, so a lot of the, the typical landscape maintenance services. And then over the years, we've added the ability to, to obviously with the landscape design degree, be able to do some design build stuff. Uh, um, and then uh, another thing that I've personally uh, become very passionate about over the past uh, five, 10 years is, is plant health care. And I'm a, a state pesticide applicator. So uh, um, being able to uh, um, uh, solve issues with plant health and then uh, keep all our sites healthy and beautiful throughout uh, uh, the year uh, has been uh, something that's a, a strong selling point to our our clients, who some of which we've been with uh, basically the entire length of uh, my career doing this. So um, uh, in, in terms of employees, this is actually something a little different that I'm doing this year where uh, uh, when I started the business there was uh all sorts of kind of vagabond musicians that i could uh add on and eventually we actually just developed a team of guys who who uh actually saw this as a job job just not something to do in between shows that they were playing uh um and, and at one point we had 13 people uh, uh, out there working. We had three crews going. Uh, and over the years, I've found equipment to be a little bit more reliable than people. And so uh, <laughs> yeah. we've, we've slowly dwindled down the size of the staff to about, you know, three, four years ago, it turned into just myself and, and a person or a couple people. And they, it was nice to kind of have a right hand person and, and somebody who really got it when it comes to our types of accounts, uh, um, we end up getting stuck doing a little bit more detail-oriented things than most people care to be involved in. Um, and so in turn, you got to have people that buy into that. And uh, um, unfortunately, it's uh, the last few really talented people we've had, we've lost to health issues. And mm. actually, both of them are no longer able to work anymore. And wow. so it turned into kind of replacing them with whoever we could get. And uh, that had pretty mixed results. To, and to be honest, kind of became a little bit of a drain on the company. 
And so I, I started getting creative the end of last year and said, you know, okay, how could you do this? Like right, right now in our market, uh, it, it just kind of is what it is there between uh, um, uh, the trend where things have, have kind of just been heading since 08 in, in the labor market in Southeast Michigan um, and, and just how it's been kind of magnified and brought to a head over the past year with different benefits that have been added to people. Uh, uh, the labor market's super tight and it's, it's something that I've had to realize it's not something maybe I'm doing wrong or something that that uh, is, is just affecting Bedell Property Management, my company. It's something mm. that everybody I talk to, uh, uh, and I'm lucky enough to have a lot of relationships with local contractors and anybody who, who still has multiple crews that uh, go out all the time, they uh, – Man, they're they're you know they don't know how many people they're going to show up each day, and it's tough because uh, you add in you know some rainy weather to that, and here it is just a month into the season, and they're already kind of spiraling a little bit. And so yeah, I I said you know how can I just get away from all that and and focus on what my talents are capitalize on those and instead of having tough situations sometimes cost me money let's just try and you know to use the hockey analogy just just put the puck in the net like it doesn't matter whether it's a dump in shot or a scrum in front of that just put the puck in the net and so uh in turn you know, i've got all this very reliable equipment and and i like to go to work every day so uh this year so far in the end of last year it's just been me and it's been kind of a refreshing break as i see everyone else kind of struggle with with different employee what have yous and so um i'm open and and it might be nice to have a person come on board to help with some things this summer but uh if that happens, great. If it doesn't happen, I've, I've kind of positioned things to where it's not entirely necessary, and it's it's very freeing. Uh, um, it may not be something that it stays this way permanently, but, uh, um, but who knows? I heard on, on the radio, uh, I had news radio on in between sites uh, this past week, and uh, our state might be considering paying people $1,000 to come off on employment. So hmm. there might be this little influx of labor. And <laughs> if that's the case, then maybe there, there is somebody who wants to come actually show up to work and, and last more than a couple days. And unfortunately what we see a lot of is people just kind of acting like they're looking for jobs just to kind of gamify the system and, yeah. and stay on and on employment. So uh, yeah, I, I've, I've just learned over the 16 years of doing this, that it's good to have goals and want to try things things, but you got to realize when you're swimming upstream too. And sometimes, uh, um, you know, life's, life's a little bit better of a journey if you're not swimming upstream and you're enjoying the ride and the view a little bit. And, uh, um, so in, in turn, actually, we, we cut some clients over the winter, uh, kind of dissolve the bottom and grow the top. And uh, um, so in turn, I've just, I've got a couple trucks that I'm lucky to have and a couple trailers and, and uh, um, you know, some of the equipment that people have probably seen on Instagram or, or what have you. But uh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying this uh, uh, different flavor of uh, just getting to uh, focus on uh, uh, what the needs of a handful of clients are. And uh, uh, it's very interesting. It's turning out to be a uh, uh, better revenue year for my company than last year. And, and in turn, more money for, for me, hopefully, at least so far it has been this year. So I'm not uh, I'm not hating the new look. Yeah, for sure. Well, that, that those are great points, um, definitely. And uh, you answered a couple of my follow-up questions um, in that. But one, one other one was going to be, so did, in addition to cutting back some clients, uh, did you have to cut back or kind of change some of your service offerings for now too because you just can only do so much by yourself or like, you know, bigger projects maybe or 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 no? What's that look like? 
Yeah, no, thankfully not really. It's what it what it really is is basically the the sites that we work on. We kind of do everything at, uh, and the few things that maybe we don't do, like a large tree pruning project or something like that, or uh, some other repair. You know, we we bring in our our tree subcontractor. There's a uh, custom home builder, a general contractor who I have a good relationship. We work on a couple sites together, so. Um, I'll manage some stuff like that, but uh, otherwise, uh, it's nice. I just kind of uh, show up and spend most of the day uh, at one of those properties, and you know, take care of a whole list of services, and and you know, show up and you know, mow the lawn and fertilize things and prune things, and so they're they're getting more of like a, a resort level detailed treatment to uh, their property rather than. Uh, um, what what I was finding, especially when I had to uh, realize that uh, uh, labor was going to become tough, was that uh, uh, some of the sites, uh, you know, <laughs> everyone got to use the excuse of COVID last year, but uh, they, they thought things looked good. I thought things looked okay, and it just came down to uh, amount of man hours that, that whether it was me or somebody else could put in at that site to really bring it to next level. And so it, in turn, there were some relationships that we had that uh, uh, kind of the good days were behind us and, and kind of their money-making days were behind them and they were looking to kind of spend less, not more and the big projects had been had. And, uh, it was maybe a good time to move on to somebody else who could uh, uh, win with that type of situation rather than someone like me who's always happy to, to do more work for some people that uh, – have done well with us. So uh, now it's, it's, it's a fun mix of everything. So, uh, um, you know, anything from, uh, you know, dealing with irrigation systems to uh, a lot of the maintenance things we talked about to uh, um, different uh, design build projects or flower installations. Uh, uh, the, the, our schedule's full of uh, all sorts of those different things to do over the next a uh, couple months and it's uh it's good times i'm i'm blessed to have uh a nice full schedule and and a lot of good healthy relationships with uh clients who who pay us uh in a very timely manner and and get that you know sometimes we need money to keep things going in terms of if they want to need a big project done uh they're going to need to put some skin in the game and uh uh you know to get, get, give us some money to fund all that so it's it's, it's been uh, we're lucky to have culminated these working relationships. And at this point, because it's it's just me, I'm, I'm the one who's really getting to capitalize on all that. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So it sounds like you you're, have the philosophy of like going narrow and deep, like instead of having like a hundred, you know, um, mo, mo blow and go or something, or, you know, one or two services, like, you know, you have like a fraction of that and you just kind of do everything like a one-stop shop. And do you charge like premium rates for that too? And so you're able to really be more profitable than trying to just hurry up and get to the next yard. Cause you're like barely, you know, above, you know, market value or, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that, trying to get those man hours. Um, yeah. Yep. No, that's it. It's what I'm offering is definitely a uh, premium service. And it's uh, I, I uh, kind of sometimes when I have to explain it, I say it's like eating at a nice restaurant where everything's kind of pricey and it's all a la carte. Uh, it's just if you want that type of experience, I you know, there are restaurants that offer that. I offer that. If you don't want that, there's probably a McDonald's around the corner. There's probably <laughs> yeah. Chuck in the truck. And there you go. You, up <laughs> you can get your Big Mac and get on the way. But uh, no, I mean, I'm, I've, I've put in a lot of time. I, I At this point, I'm pretty comfortable to know my worth and, and say no and walk away from things. But uh, uh, at this point, uh, yeah, I uh, not uh, – not against, uh, I think I said it on uh, uh, one of the live streams over at Echo Means Business. At this point, I'm trying to, uh, you know, get paid as much as possible, not as little as possible. So yeah. the second, uh, you know, I, one of my cl 
qualifying questions is, well, are, are you talking with anybody else? And if people say, yeah, that's basically already a no from me. I, you know, I am not, again, it's free country. You know, if they want to go get other quotes, then that's awesome. They ought to go do that. But I, you know, that implies that they're looking to compare on price. Yeah. And other find things. the lowest and, person. Yeah. Yeah, because at the end of the day, uh, um, you know, we position our my, my at least I position the company at this point as uh, um, we're setting the scope of work and the pricing, not the the client needing to dictate to us what uh, the scope of work is, and so. As such, uh, you know, not not to sound rude, but they probably aren't totally qualified to evaluate a lot of the proposals that we put in front of people. Like just because they own the house doesn't mean that they truly understand what they're asking us to do. Right. And so as such, you know, if they're looking to get different quotes and stuff, I'm just I'm frankly not all that interested versus if someone's maybe a referral from a good client and knows exactly what we have to offer. Maybe they spent the day over at the pool at one of our clients' houses or so on and so forth. You know, they, then they know exactly what they're going to get. They know exactly what they they want at that point. And as long as uh, the price aligns with, you know, what they, they can budget most of the time, that's not the biggest issue for my clientele. They uh, don't flinch much at pricing. Uh, um, then, yeah. It's uh, it's something to try, but uh, at this point, uh, um, we we haven't really accepted new clients this year. I did take on uh, a project with a, a large church that wanted to get some stuff done, but they actually dragged their feet a little bit, and so uh, they got to wait till July for me to uh, get in and, and knock out their stuff, unless I can get my uh, tree subcontractor in a little bit early, but. Uh, He's pretty busy too, so it just is what it is. But they, uh, they in turn didn't flinch on waiting for July because they know what they want, and we came recommended, and uh, they know we're gonna deliver exactly what they want on this. So, as they put it, we're worth the wait. So it was flattering to hear that, and we'll get to them asap. Yeah, that, that's a great position to be in for sure. And but it's definitely challenging right now. There, in my opinion, there's a huge increase in demand and very little supply in the in the in regards of like labor would be like our supply i mean even actually now the supply with equipment you know like there's parts and i can't even get a a shoot blocker right now that that i want because they're waiting on parts you know metals like out of control and hard you know because all the manufacturers like shut down and everything's just way behind and now we're finally starting to see all of the effects everywhere not just in like agriculture and all that stuff that was kind of immediately hit now it's all this other stuff that's kind of just trickling all down it's like people got to wait for mowers you know to to be made and all the stuff's on back order i mean that could like devastate a business if you like don't have a mower you know like your mower broke or you need a second mower for a second crew or whatever it is i mean that's that's kind of catastrophic like you can't you can't make money if you can't cut grass if that's one of your main business points so uh it, it's definitely a little bit stressful and that seems like at least the the church for example is uh mindful of that but i've found a lot of people that are a little kind of clueless and smug about it and, and they're just like ah you know i've been waiting forever for a blah, 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 to put down mulch. And I'm like, dude, do you realize these people are like working from sun up to sundown and they're like stressed out being all belief because they're having a hard time keep up, keeping up back to, you know, Mike, what you were saying earlier, uh, people are struggling just to, to, to keep up because they can't, they don't know who's going to show up for work the next day and all that. So there's huge demand and very little supply with labor and now other things, you know, kind of falling by the, the wayside. And then in between that, we, we do have a lot, or I've seen a lot of people like customers, consumers that don't get it. You know, they don't even understand that. And they're just like, you know, our phones ring off the hook and they're just like, what, what's going on? Why can't you just come? Like, hurry up. Like they just don't, don't get it. So I think we're in a very interesting place right now for our industry. Uh, and it's definitely going to be survival of the fittest. And, and I think you had a lot of great points um, on this episode that will hopefully help some folks kind of that might be struggling with a lot of these things um, because it is, I think going to be survival of the fittest and, I hope the best of us can can make it through. Um, what are your thoughts on that? 
Oh, I, I, I totally agree. This is, uh, this is, everyone gets a little taste of what it's like to have a salt shortage in the winter. And that's exactly kind of what this is, is like just on a grandiose scale, uh, or a grander, uh, um, perspective or stand for everybody. Uh, uh, it's not just, you know, one market in the winter. It's everybody. It's affecting, like you said, the whole supply chain from parts to mower development. And, uh, I think maybe Maybe we're kind of just seeing the tip of it. I don't yeah. think we've even seen the worst of it yet. And so in turn, uh, uh, who wins when there's the salt shortage, right? Well, the people that have relationships, the people that bought the whole uh, cargo ship load from Egypt in the middle of summer when it was 80 degrees and, yeah. and so on and so forth. The people that have deep pockets, the people that have clients who have deep pockets. And so, yeah, it's, uh, uh, the, the next couple years, I, I think that uh, there's always been a lot of talk about how this is a low barrier to entry industry. And, and that still is true. I mean, you know, if you can get it, I'm sure Walmart still has a, a you know, 21 inch self-propelled <laughs> mower for yeah. 99 bucks and you can go be Chuck in the truck. Right. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> that being said, you, you know, it's actually turn it into a business business and not just a side hustle uh it's it's tough and and even if if you've kind of made it through year one or two uh if you're if you're still riding on thin margins or have a whole bunch of equipment that's not paid for uh things can go south fast if you now uh, uh that equipment's broken and uh um they even like uh my local supplier for equipment wine guards they've got uh all these locations and and they're doing the best they can and then they do really really excellent job of always taking care of us but uh, i saw their service manager um the, the other week and then we just caught up for a second because he's at this point i'd say basically a friend and and i go how are you doing he goes oh we're we're freaking swamped over here he goes yeah he goes this is bad he goes he goes you know how you guys are hurting for labor and i go oh yeah he goes we are too and he goes he goes uh the other night we didn't even have room for all the equipment we had sitting here we actually had to stay late and shift things around they've got a massive facility at this just one of their locations and and they had to kind of get creative on how to get all the equipment inside for the night because there were so many mowers dropped off and pieces of handheld equipment and then they've got all the new equipment that thankfully they at least have inventory of to to sell but uh yeah it's uh it's going to be interesting for for you know like you said survival of the fittest and i think the people that uh are are kind of thinking ahead and and can kind of see what they need and where they're going and and have set themselves up and and always have maybe kind of a plan A, B, and C on, on you know, what what would they do if this happened? What would they do if that happened? Uh, um, you know, to go back to the salt supply analogy, uh, you know, it's uh, when those things happen, you don't want to just have one supplier. You want to have a whole bunch of different relationships. And uh, it's the same thing when it comes to, parts or, or anything else. I think that uh, uh, the people who are going to win are, are going to be the people with the money and the relationships. And it's just another grand example of uh, your net worth is really your network. So. Yeah, that's that's a good one right there. I like that. Um, wow. So just to kind of start wrapping things up, there was a couple more points that I wanted to, uh, just touch base on uh, a big one, you know, really where we're at still talking on topic here is your work schedule. I mean, I don't know if this has changed with you being solo or not or same mentality, but I remember a while back, I think I heard you on the green industry podcast and you had mentioned something and I don't even think it was a question. It was just kind of, you just happened to say it in transition of something about your work schedule. You were saying like Monday is like office day and then you kind 
kind of do some landscaping stuff, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever, like kind of just more in the beginning of the week. And then you get out there and finish off the week, um, but doing all, getting all your lawns done for before the weekend, which I, I totally get that, right? Because that's one of those things that I used to hear about back in the, in the, in the early days of the community of the, you know, lawn and landscape community online and YouTube and all that. And people would be like, what do you do when, you know, people, everyone wants to be mowed on Friday? Like, of course you want to be mowed on Friday. So your yard looks great on the weekend, but you know, you can't mow. Like if you've got like 40 yards, you can't do 40 in one day by yourself, obviously, you know, even if you had a crew, that's ridiculous. Then what are you going to do the rest of the week? I mean, I guess you do landscaping, but you know, that just doesn't seem the most feasible, obviously to get everybody on Friday. And then, so how do you pick and choose? You know, some people are like, Oh, let's, let's charge a pre charge a premium to be on Fridays. It's like, okay, well, what if all 40 people want to charge a premium? Then what do you, what do you do? So there's a lot of different th scenarios with that. And I never had to worry about that personally. No one had really ever asked or requested to be like towards the end of the week. So they could be nice for the weekend. They just accepted whatever, you know, if it was Wednesday, it was Wednesday, you know, like that it just was what it was. Uh, recently I've had some people ask and I'm like, yeah, sorry. I mean, I, I had a, the route density that I have now, I would literally have to move the entire route. And what would happen to the other route on Friday and Thursday? You know, for example, I'm going to bump them back because, you know, one person want, you know what I mean? So it's a little, a little crazier there, but so I'm interested, um, to hear your perspective on that. And, and is anything I said true? Like, do you have like landscaping and office work in the beginning of the week and then finish off with the lawn uh, maintenance? Yeah. Yeah. No, they, you, it's kind of a good general recap. That's yeah. I think I did mention that over on Paul's podcast and, and I'd say that it's basically still 90% true. Uh, uh, maybe a little bit of a minor change this year, but, uh, yeah, Monday, uh, typically spend at least the first half of the day in my office, just going over, over everything, setting things up for the week, uh, getting utilities, uh, set up to be marked for projects or whatever it is, getting things ordered. Um, it just starts the week off on a, a really sound note. And, and I did happen to notice over my years doing this that I tended to spend a lot of time on Monday morning waiting in lines to get supplies versus if I head out at like 10 or 11 in the morning and then go get supplies to start the week on, on the landscape job or something. There's not really lines anymore. So uh, it's, it's a kind of a personality quirk, but like, I, I'm not, I don't think I'm better than people. I mean, I'll wait in a line, but like uh, if I can like somehow think ahead to not have to wait in the line with everybody, I'm, I'm game to do that as well. And, and just make best use of, of the time that I do have. So yeah. Uh, yeah. M Monday mornings, it just, you know, making sure the numbers are right and uh, uh, you know cleaning up emails or, or anything of the like and then yeah um, it, typically the first part of the week we'll tackle maybe a small landscape job or something like that or uh, coming up here is going to be some irrigation turn-ons on uh, um, not only the the handful of sites I do but uh, uh, we do some subcontracting work for um, a handful of different other contractors, one of them being Brian Fullerton, but uh, a handful of others as well. And so I'll do their irrigation work and their plant health care fertilization work. And so um, knock out that the beginning part of the week. And then the latter half of the week is, is uh, it used to be kind of focused more towards mowing. And now it's focused a little bit more towards the maintenance services on, on just the handful of sites that, uh, uh, I maintain in-house at this point. And uh, um, so in turn, I'm spending a little bit longer than just trying to kind of get in and out with the lawnmower and get the lawn cut real quick. So um, it's kind of the ebb and flow. It might be there for a couple hours, might be there for a half day, might be there for a whole day. Uh, and then if it turns into having to be there for a whole day, it might be needing to kind of scoot up uh, maybe a lawn mowing a day on a site or something like that. But thankfully at this point, all, all that's kind of my discretion. And I think I'd mentioned it. I don't know if it was Paul or somebody else's about how, you know, they, they that had kind of come from there be, uh, being a desire, especially on some of the nicer sites that we've, we've kept uh, on and, and been lucky enough to continue service at uh, uh, throughout the years. You know, they, they originally, uh, a lot of those people were, kind of uh, certainly in pre-COVID times or maybe before they retired or, or both, uh, 
Uh, they were kind of traveling all over the world, uh, you know, maybe for long periods of time, but at least during the week. And and they liked to come home and spend the time at their pool on the weekend. And so they kind of wanted things nice. And now, especially uh, uh, with the past year, a lot of people have just kind of been hanging out at home. And so it, for, for them, every day is the weekend. But <laughs> in turn, you can kind of show up whenever. And so yeah. – um, uh, I definitely the latter half of, of last year and so far this season kind of embraced that. And then the, the other kind of uh, asterisk to all of that is, uh, um, you know, I actually my my dad's side lineage is a bunch of farmers and I'm um, the first generation to not grow up on a farm. And uh, but that blood is still in me. And so uh I know if the rain's coming, you gotta you gotta get the work done in the field. Even if my my field is just people's properties and landscaping, and not a several hundred acre farm field. But uh, uh, we had some rain last week, and actually, it's looking like it might be a rainy Monday, Tuesday here. So I actually uh, spent the better part of a weekend at one of those. Uh, uh, properties of ours, uh, uh, doing a bunch of bed work and, uh, prepping things. And then I uh, did about 30 yards of mulch today, uh, uh, with the tractor, just, uh, I had it all, all staged already on site. So, uh, hmm. um, that way don't have to, uh, fall behind this week. Uh, um, just cause, uh, the, the schedule is very full. Like I kind of, uh, insinuated the, uh, the the work is booked up at this point a period of months so uh uh it's it's on me to get it done and i don't mind it so uh you know you, sometimes you got to shuffle things around but uh it's uh i guess what generations of bedells have been doing for for <laughs> hundreds of years potentially nice. so it just just is what it is i'm just another bedell out there moving material with a tractor <laughs> mulch instead of uh corn or something right so. there you go there you go well to wrap things up why don't you uh, uh take this opportunity to talk about the debt-free landscaper what's what's that all about yeah yeah so that's uh that's my fun little uh kind of philanthropic project to, to help people out uh i've had a lot of success over the years with the uh agreements that uh, uh my company's used and so uh uh, a couple friends, one of those being Brian, kind of uh, gave me the nudge to to put those out there and, and make those available to everybody as uh, an internet download that they can kind of plug and play and change to use for their business. And uh, uh, it's a nice little forum for me to be able to kind of share some of my thoughts on the industry that uh, don't, uh, you know, maybe need to be shared on the company page or something like <laughs> right. that. Uh, you know, the clients don't need to necessarily see or, or would really care about. So um, it's been, it's been fun. I, I've really enjoyed being able to connect with people uh, all, all over North America in this industry. And uh, um, gosh, even some people in Australia and New Zealand and, and in Europe as well. And uh, um it's just real fun to kind of learn about where they're at and see how our struggles are different, but the same and uh, um, being able to kind of pour into those people and, and help them out in whatever way I can. And I uh, think that that'd be a pretty fun legacy to, to leave in this industry. You know, I've got to uh, uh, work for some cool people and be a part of some cool projects and, and that's cool. But one of the one thing I've learned in my industry or in my time in the industry, I should say is is the uh, uh, we're working with the land and the land changes and you know you go back and look at at old history photos and and you can see that things today don't look like they did yesterday and so unfortunately a lot of the hard work that we put in you know might be literally be here tomorrow but a hundred years tomorrow maybe. Maybe not so much, but the the impact that you can have on people uh, that can be far more lasting and and uh, um, uh, you know uh, change even you know generations if if done correctly and uh, um, that that I think is uh, really something that I'm, I'm trying to attain to at this point is just uh, 
Um, you know, I figured out how to kind of get mine in this industry and, and, uh, uh, what, what my little niche is and how I can make the, the world go around and put food on my table. But, uh, I, I do see that other people aren't, aren't, aren't at that point. And so, uh, you know, I feel felt called to, uh, you know, help in, in whatever way I can. So whether it's, uh, stuff over at debtfreelandscaper.com or connecting over at echomeetsbusiness.com uh, uh, with some of the stuff I do over there or or any of the other stuff I do, like uh, some of the stuff with Jobber. Uh, I'm just always real happy and, and, and open and uh, really do enjoy getting to uh, hang out and chat with people uh, in the industry, even even fun podcasts like this. It's uh it's all, it's all I like, I'm, I'm happy to take the time because it's, uh, and I think that, that, that this is the stuff I'm really going to remember. Like, will I remember this 30 yard mall shot that I did on a Sunday? Like <laughs> I, I might remember how beautiful the flowers were. We've, we're having some, some really beautiful blooms on trees this year. Probably the, one of the most beautiful I've seen. I might remember that. But the malt shop, no. But like some of the experiences I've had, uh, getting to talk with people or, or fun, fun interviews like this, like that's what I'm going to remember when I'm old and gray and playing guitar on a dock somewhere. Nice. That's great, man. Well, thank you very much. That, that is awesome information. Where, where's the best place for people to reach out to you if they want to connect in any way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you guys can always find me over at DebtFreeLandscaper.com. Uh, I'm uh, also on Instagram at DebtFreeLandscaper, or my company's at Bedell Management on Instagram and Facebook, uh, BedellPropertyManagement.com. Uh, I'm sure if you Google any of that, uh, you'll get connected to me pretty quickly. I'm, uh, I, I joke with people every once in a while that I'm I'm pretty easy to find these days. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I'm not not one of those people who uh, is buried way down in the search results for better or for worse. Yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm always looking forward to uh, any chance to chat with people and uh, you know just hang out or uh, you know chat on a live stream or, or whatever it is. If you guys got something you want to chat about or, or questions or whatever, you know, feel free to send them my way or, or any of the other awesome resources that you guys probably hear on, on Naylor's podcast here. Uh, I'm sure pretty much all of us are, are happy to hear from you guys and then just want to hang out and have some fun camaraderie uh, that we've been, been missing since there, you know, there hasn't been a GIE and, and other fun things things that we get to go to in this industry and so we're all uh kind of chomping at the bit to to hang out and so doing the best we can uh digitally so absolutely uh, sure we're we're always happy to hear from you so yeah feel free to reach out uh to me at uh, any of those points of contact Awesome. And I'll, I'll put that in the show notes as well for anyone if they, you know, can't remember or whatever, so that you can just, they can just click on and go straight to it. So thank you Perfect. again for all, all your time and all of your knowledge and experience. I definitely look forward to seeing you hopefully sometime in person in the near future, maybe the GIE this year. We'll see. We'll hope for the best. Uh, things are looking, looking promising, but, uh, um, we'll, we'll, we'll just see how that goes. But otherwise, in the meantime, you know, I wish you all the best this season and to just keep crushing it, man. Thanks for everything. Oh, well, thanks for having me on. And uh, I hope everyone has an awesome season. It's going to be a, uh, a great one. and It's yours to go get it. So take care and be safe, everybody. Nice. Hey guys, before you head out, if you could do me a quick favor and go on the podcasting app that you're listening to this episode on and click follow or subscribe, it would mean a lot. Thanks. Mr. Producer here, and if you're enjoying Naylor's podcast, I recommend you head on over to his YouTube channel at LCR and see what else he's doing for the community and become a part of the LCR Media Network. Just click join next to the subscribe button and you'll have instant access to exclusive training videos, a private Facebook group to network with other members, and live streams with Naylor. You'll get access to every YouTube video before anybody else does, and you can even schedule Zoom one-on-one -on -one video calls with the Lawn Care Rookie and talk about anything you may need help with in your business, like best types of equipment, going part-time to full-time, how to get the best route density, finding your ideal clients, finding employees, or just anything else you need help with. 
Again, all of this exclusive access is for LCR Media Network members only. Just click join next to the subscribe button on the LCR YouTube channel and be a rookie for life. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.